is the difference between a stay order and an injunction? A stay, a stay order would prohibit, um, sorry, an, an injunction would re restrain the parties from taking action. A stay order, I'm not sure that I actually can, can give you the, okay. that. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Sarah Hill. Um, this this would not be such a issue. This wouldn't have made much news if uh, Sarah Hill were applying to be, say, I don't know, the you know producer of the Pensacola Morning News. Jake, your job is secure. I'm just using a hypothetical. What? Okay. Yeah, oh, just, oh, okay. okay. Um, it uh, if if she were perhaps um, I don't know applying for a job as a, as a waitress or um, you know um, even as a senior lecturer in uh, biological sciences, you know all jobs that uh, wouldn't really require this knowledge. Um, the difference between a stay and an injunction. Um, unfortunately, Sarah Hill has uh, been nominated by President Biden to be the district judge for the Northern District of Oklahoma. And in the hearing yesterday with the Senate Judiciary Committee and um, Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, a Republican, who has taken it upon himself to do this with judicial candidates, um, nominees, um, he asked her an extraordinarily basic question about the law, and her answer was, blue? <laughs> you know, he says, what's the, uh, what's the difference between a stay and an injunction? And, and for those who don't know, and I understand, but you're, it's not your job to know. If you work on cars for a living, you don't need to know this, except in the sense that if you follow the news, it might be useful terminology. So an injunction prevents the enforcement it can prevent action of, of a general kind. But, I mean, the most common case that you hear is, um, you know, city council passes a law that says, um, yeah, it's illegal to shoot off fireworks in the city of Pensacola. Okay? Um, a judge then hears the law. Somebody says, that law is not right. And um, and the judge says, yeah, we're going we're gonna to issue an injunction against the enforcement of that law. So um, they, they pass the law on Monday. Well, Thursday, because the city council meets on Thursday. And uh, and then on Friday, somebody gets caught shooting off fireworks in the city, and, they, and the police arrest him. Okay? They book him into, into jail. On next Tuesday, it never happens this fast, but you get the point. The judge hears the case and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. People have a um, fundamental right to uh, shoot off fireworks because the... Um, you know, the state of Florida has preempted the regulation or something like that. Um, I'm going to give an injunction and join the enforcement of that law. So you're back out on the street, you know, to shoot your fireworks off again if you want. And then the the uh, the city appeals and says, we have the authority to prohibit fireworks. And so they go to the next level judge, the appellate court, and the appellate judge says, yeah, you do. I'm going to put a stay on the injunction. The stay is to pause the judicial action. That was happening before. Okay, so injunctions and that's. I mean, it, you don't really need to know this if you're an ordinary person. This is just the language of the court, right? Okay, and a really basic issue of law, the kind of thing that you would expect a candidate for. I don't know the federal bench to know cold. I mean, I'm just a philosopher, <laughs> you know, and I know these things. Um, then again, I read a lot of the law, so maybe I'm a little bit above the average philosopher slash talk show host, whatever. Um, but okay, so she whiffs massively on this one. This was not the only whiff. Here was an earlier whiff. Now, this is not one that you're going to know. Okay, this is going to be one where you're like, is it English, he's asking. But okay, here goes. Ms. Hill, what is collateral estoppel? Collateral estoppel. <clears throat> um, 
I think collateral estoppel. Um, well, Senator, I will say that my practice, my 20 years of practice has primarily been dealing with issues relating to um, criminal law or relating to other areas of the law. Yes, and if you don't know, just tell me. <laughs> I, I, I certainly do know collateral estoppel. I'm okay. finding that the bright lights of the well, moment are um, what, making what it hard is, for me to recall it. Okay, so you don't recall it. Okay. I really do know, just not for this exam. <laughs> and in case, and I'm sure you don't know, I, I didn't know. Collateral estoppel is the uh, doctrine in criminal law fields and civil procedure which protects criminal defendants from being tried for the same issue in more than one criminal trial through the double jeopardy clause of the Fifth Amendment. Uh, yeah, I, you don't know, I don't know, but she should know, okay? Now, here's the thing. If I, if I ended the segment here, I would be giving you the segment that the average talk show host in America is doing today. That probably, I, I mean, you know, if, there's, if I can say such a thing, 75% of the conservative radio universe uh, that probably talked about this story or w would talk about this story yesterday or today, and that's kind of the end of it right there. She's an idiot, and the Biden administration is foolish for putting her up. Okay, those were the two questions she whiffed on. But there were several other questions in the six minutes of his, you know, impromptu bar exam that she got exactly right and it would be it's not that it's wrong to report on her failure it's that it's wrong to make it seem like she's completely without a clue and doesn't deserve to be nominated to the bench based on the fact that she couldn't answer two questions about law yes the stay and injunction one is very embarrassing and the uh, bright lights defense is also a little bit upsetting but Okay, here's some of the other ones she was asked. What is... Your favorite color. The amount in controversy requirement. The amount in controversy requirement is $75,000. It typically governs, um, in many cases, almost any case in diversity jurisdiction in the federal courts. Okay. Uh, and certain other... That's an A. Uh, what's, what does the uh, 13th Amendment to the Constitution do? It outlaws slavery. What does the uh, Seventh Amendment do? It ensures that all um, civil jury trials, that all civil cases in the United States are, are done by jury trial. That you have a right to a jury trial in a civil case. Okay. I, I mean, that's another A. I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly right. Um, this is another one. What, what kind of constitutional claims are subject to... Uh, intermediate judicial scrutiny cases involving certain types of classes such as gender or illegitimacy are subject to intermediate scrutiny some types of speech like commercial speech would be subject to intermediate scrutiny okay again it, these are these are all a answers right so that's she got an f answer and then she got a d answer um and then you know tell me what a, a 12b6 motion is the motion to dismiss a claim, or I mean, a motion to dismiss an issue for failure to state a claim. Okay. And what's the standard for granting a summary judgment in federal court? It says that there are no issues of material fact, and that the issue can therefore be decided as a matter of law. Okay. So, is she incompetent, or is she competent? Well, they're all part of the 
assessment. Do you hold her six-minute impromptu bar exam as being proof of her terrible qualifications because of her weak answer on collateral estoppel and her very embarrassing answer on staying injunction? Or do you say, yeah, but he threw some of these other things at her, all of which are things she should know and all of which were things she did know. Cold, like a nominee should. You know, which which way do you assess the situation? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty bad to whiff on staying injunction. But maybe, just maybe, she's not used to being grilled by the Senate about stuff. And maybe, just maybe, finding herself in the receiving end and the bright lights and the cameras and the publicity and the maybe she suffers with anxiety. I mean, I don't know. Judges can have all kinds of... Uh, you know, all I'm saying is, um, as a person, as a Christian, you know, give people a little bit of grace, right? See if there might not be a way that it makes sense. And just in terms of news and fairness and all of that, at least present the totality of the picture. Don't cherry pick just the one weak, embarrassing, horrible moment. I mean, I know it's entertaining, but as I was, you know, paying attention to the internet yesterday, I saw many, many, many Twitter feeds and social media posts and, you know, not as many news stories, but, you know, some of the right-leaning news sources. Oh, this incompetent candidate. For... And so I, what I, I did what I always do. I said, well, you know, let's just watch more. <laughs> Let's just see what there is. And I came away from it thinking, yeah, well, you know, I don't know that I'd vote for her either. I have concerns, but it's not entirely just that one moment. So maybe a, a plea that we should have some fairness. And I will say this, that um, I'm not sure I'm quite as rosy on the turnout uh, of this as Dick Durbin, the chair of the committee, Democrat from Illinois, longtime Democrat from Illinois. Uh, Ms. Hill, I congratulate you on surviving the John Kennedy six-minute bar exam. My contracts teacher is going to be appalled, and uh, I'm going to have to live with that, Senator. But thank you, Chair. Thank you. <laughs> I'm also not sure she totally passed with flying colors, but I was prepared for her to have, I don't know, other questions thrown at her that did not happen. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? What do you mean? An African or European swallow? Huh? I, I don't know that. <laughs> 521 News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Rumors of Fleetwood Mac, the world's finest tribute to Fleetwood Mac, returns to the stage in 2023. A brand new show celebrating the very best of Fleetwood Mac. A unique opportunity for fans, both old and new, to rediscover the songs and performances that have ensured Fleetwood Mac's place as one of the most loved groups of all time. Personally endorsed by Fleetwood Mac founding member Mick Fleetwood, live at Pensacola Sanger Theater on November 22nd. The ultimate tribute to Fleetwood Mac. Tickets are on sale now from Ticketmaster.com. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. 
Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. An affiliated insurance reminder that open enrollment for health insurance starts November 1st. This year, enroll in a Florida Blue plan. Get personalized support from an appointed Florida Blue agent. Their agents are trained to help you find a health plan that fits your lifestyle and budget, not theirs. It's about finding the right plan for you and not the pricing. Call 850-477-5840 to schedule an appointment with your Florida Blue agent today. Policies have limitations. Health insurance from Blue Cross Blue Shield Florida, Inc., BBA Florida Blue. There's nothing worse than being charged to spend your own money. That's why at Panair Credit Union, our fee-free checking account has surcharge-free ATMs available from Pensacola to Pencil wherever. So wherever you go, you can bet there's a surcharge-free ATM waiting for you. Because, hey, we don't like fees any more than you do. So our checking has no monthly fees, no balance requirements, and thousands of surcharge-free ATMs nationwide. Panair Checking. It just fits better. Make the switch at panair.org slash checking. Federally insured by NCUA. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights 7 to 10, before WEAR-TV News, on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Now go to that voodoo that you do so well. The good news is that uh, yesterday in the Senate, as far as I know, there were no threats of fisticuffs. So uh, we are now in the United States Senate one day fight threat free. So uh, put it up on the big board and have everybody walk past it and, you know, keep track of how long it's been since we had fights threatened between senators and members of the public. 525 on News Radio 923. It's, it's an important safety note one day uh, fist fight threat free. Because, you know, the most important thing about Senate Fight Club is. That you don't talk about Senate Fight Club. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? You know, maybe they need to have weigh-ins UFC style before <laughs> Senate hearings anymore. That, that'd be all right. See them all spitting into a bucket trying to make weight. <laughs> uh, today's Red Cup Day at Starbucks locations. That's a popular promotion where Starbucks gives out holiday-themed reusable cups every year. But, Andrew, today's Red Cup Day is also a planned strike for unionized Starbucks baristas across the country. Uh, workers are accusing the company of not fairly negotiating at the locations that voted to organize. Of course, the closest unionized locations to us are in New Orleans, and then there's a bunch in Central and South Florida. Who's Red Cups? Our Red Cups. Who's Red Cups? Our Red Cups. When do we want justice? We want it. Uh, I forgot to ask the question the right way. Go ahead, David. I just No justice, no overpriced coffee. There you go. Nice uh, Capitol Police officers say one person was arrested following a pro-Palestinian protest outside a, the Democratic Party headquarters in Washington, D.C. Yesterday, protesters apparently got into a shoving match with Capitol Police officers. They used pepper spray to break the whole thing up. DNC members were evacuated. And uh, in the end, one person was arrested for assault. And uh, the FBI says they may have found a graveyard connected to the Gambino crime family. 
they're digging up some bodies at this graveyard in upstate New York looking for possible uh, bodies that were involved in past mafia hits. Wow. Okay. All right. David, thanks so much for the update. 437-1620. Um, oh, good news yesterday. Uh, we got a $1.7 million verdict against Skanska for the oyster farmer trial. And if you haven't been following this all that closely, uh, you know, P&J and Channel 3 have been doing you know pretty good coverage of this. Um, the short version is that the barges that washed up on the the like the Bay Bluffs area, okay, from if you go from the Graffiti Bridge trestle, there was one that was down there on, uh, you know, um, what do they call it? Hobo Beach? There was another one that was uh, a little farther up past the tower, past the uh, condo tower. Uh, there was another one a little bit farther up, closer, in fact, to the Bay Bluffs Park kind of area. You know, there were several that had moored, you know, from the storm up on the beach there. And it took forever, if you remember, to get rid of them. But um, at least one of those, the allegation was, had carved its way right through the oyster bed that was owned by this guy and uh, destroyed it. It wasn't just the storm because the level of damage was way more than just the storm would have caused. And I can tell you from, you know, Scott, I remember being with uh, Ocean Hour and we'd go clean up every week different places all over the area. And, you know, I'd be down there with my son when he was working on his Bright Futures Hours. And, uh, you know, we, we saw these barges up close and personal. And, you know, we saw the oyster farm equipment, basically, the cages and all of this stuff. And didn't always know what it was exactly. Some of it was really obvious. Some of it was not so obvious. But, I mean, it was right in the middle of all of it. And so the idea that, you know, somehow there was like a storm that damaged the oysters and then uh, the barge just happened to go nearby. Like, you know, it just seemed, you know, I didn't think about it much at the time, but I was recalling back to what we experienced and with our eyes. And I thought, yeah, well, that makes sense. You know, the barge was clearly involved in, you know, whatever happened to those oysters. And that's exactly what the um, uh, the, the trial granted. And, he, you know. It's annoying about this. Skanska has really just repeatedly made the wrong decision. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it it goes back to a long time ago. Like I tried to establish a like a public image for them. I wanted to have them on once. A, I was actually trying to get them on once a week to just update you on bridge construction. Hey, here's what you're seeing. Here's what we're doing. I thought this would be good for you guys. Good PR. Good for people getting their questions answered. They get to know who's building their bridge. It'd be kind of a fun thing. No, we're not doing that. We're not interested. And I tried. I mean, I really tried to make this happen. And I even told him, I said, well, you know, this is good for you. Also, you know, if anything goes wrong, at least people will know who you are. <laughs> you know? So, and they still just don't get that concept. So, um, the, uh, the the claim that they had uh, made was that it was not their fault that, um, you know, it was kind of his own fault or something or you know, whatever. And they, they, they accused him of being a liar. They accused him of... Uh, just all this stuff. <laughs> just, man, you just keep going wrong. And if this is going to be the way it's going to go for all of these cases, because there's still a lot of cases to come, um, I don't know. The, the, the message to Skanska is um, just take some responsibility, pay the money. You made the decision, pay the money, and uh, see if you can't move on. I mean, you're probably not going to resurrect your, your, um, your PR image here, but at least maybe you won't make yourself continue to look stupid over the claims you're making in response to these cases. Fox News, I'm CJ Papa. The fighting rages on in the Gaza Strip between Israel and Hamas, while a special operation taking place underneath the largest hospital in the territory. You can hear the Israelis are engaged in gun battles here with Hamas. Right now we're in Gaza's Al-Shifa Hospital. It was raided overnight by Israeli forces 
who are looking for Hamas infrastructure and weapons. They are still searching at this hour for the tunnels. Fox is trading alongside the IDF forces. Six Capitol Police officers recovering this morning, injured in violent clashes last night with pro-Palestinian protesters who are calling for a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. The federal government? The government is staying open. Yeah, it can pay its bills. The Senate approves a stopgap spending bill. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 at News Radio 92. Three, a little bit warmer this morning. It's 61 degrees here in Pensacola with mostly cloudy skies. Today, the first civil lawsuit filed against Skanska USA has gone the way of a local business owner. According to Channel 3 and Escambia County Grand Jury, uh, ruled in favor of Deluna Oyster Company, saying that Skanska's rogue barges did cause damage to their oyster crop. Company owner Travis Gill was awarded $1.69 million. He was represented by Levin Papantonio Rapperty. Skanska's not getting away from, with that here. You're not going to treat a hardworking young man like this the way you've treated Travis. We got your back. Um, and we're, we're so thankful for that jury. And again, that uh, lawyer there representing Levin Papantonio Rafferty. Skanska's lawyers tried to argue that it was the weather conditions and not the barges that caused that damage. The executive director of Pensacola's lead agency on homelessness has suddenly resigned. According to a news release from the Opening Doors Northwest Florida group, John Johnson resigned effective immediately citing health and family considerations. Back in September, Opening Doors Northwest Florida started the process of creating a governance board which was one of the suggestions that federal homeless expert Joe Savage made to local leaders over the summer. Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves and Escambia County Administrator Wes Moreno wrote a letter to Johnson, which included a list of suggested names to be considered. Johnson seemed to take issue, telling the News Journal he was disturbed by the pressure and bullying coming out of local government. Florida Senator Rick Scott says he's not a fan of President Joe Biden cozying up with Chinese President Xi Jinping. The two leaders met yesterday in San Francisco. Biden said he wanted to normalize communications and work together to crack down on the flow of fentanyl into the U.S. China wants to be the dominant player and the dictator of the world. Right. So whether it's it's what we do, what China and America does in space, um, whether it's what it's it's you know it's expansion to places like the moon, China wants to control everything and dictate all the rules. Scott also encourages all U.S. citizens to avoid made-in-China products. Yesterday's meeting was the first for the two leaders in over a year. It is 534. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. We will have a much nicer day today with a small chance of rain in the morning. As we head into the afternoon, mostly cloudy skies, high near 68 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 60 degrees. For our Friday, partly cloudy skies, high near 72. Friday night, temperatures dropping near 60 degrees. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Right now, we've got 61 degrees, mostly cloudy in Pensacola, 62 in Gulf Breeze, and 61 in Milton. Your next news at 6 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. 
What is News Radio 923? News, news and information, information for, for Pensacola. Pensacola. The Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay, 5 till 9. The Pensacola Expert Panel or Pep Talk from 9 to 11. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins, 11 until 2. Guy Benson from 2 to 4. Pensacola Right Now from 4 to 7. Dave Ramsey from 7 to 10. WEAR TV at 10. And Brian Kilmeade overnight at 11. On News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Remember when washing machines were made in America, were solidly built, and actually got your clothes clean? They aren't a thing of the past. They are Speed Queen, and they are available at Top Appliance. Speed Queen washer and dryers combine durability and technology into the best washers and dryers in the world. Speed Queen will change the way you think about washing machines. They're built to last longer and deliver exceptional wash results. Unlike many other washers and dryers with plastic parts, Speed Queen uses commercial grade steel and porcelain components designed to give you at least 25 years of reliable, trouble-free operation. That's why they come with lifetime warranties, the best warranties in the business. See store for warranty details. Speed Queen washers and dryers are built to work and built to last. If you want durability, innovation, and perfectly done laundry the first time, then you want Speed Queen. See these great Speed Queen washers and dryers for yourself at Topps Appliance on Highway 90 in Milton, just east of Stewart Street. Hi, I'm Dr. Ben McMillan, and I'm a chiropractor and the owner of Neal Clinic Comprehensive Healthcare. Are you tired of covering up your pain with medications and ready to find the source of your problem and fix it? Then tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel, live Friday mornings at 9 a.m., and I'll discuss how chiropractic care can help you. And if you miss Friday's show, you can listen to the replay Saturdays or anytime through the podcast. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. News Radio 923 is Pensacola's radio home for informative, local, and dependable news and talk. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. topics, whether it be these, whether maintenance, uh, whether it be recycling, whether it be parking and others is I try to remind everybody the easiest thing for me to do is nothing. So if, if my intentions lies to try to come up with what we think is the best solution, because the easiest one, that's not, the easiest is not the best. The easiest is nothing. The best is to uh, come face these head on and try to put our city in a better place tomorrow or next year than we were this year. Yeah, this is uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves Tuesday night during the State of the City Address talking about how when it comes, for example, to the assessment of the condition of various facilities, infrastructure, and amenities that the city owns, operates, and has to maintain, um, you know, being honest about where they are in terms of whether they're safe or not, being honest about the cost to maintain them, and trying to get a grip on the massive amount of deferred maintenance that our city, like many places, is suffering from because over the years it's so much easier to kick the can. Um, Well, he's doing that. And, you know, I I find myself irrationally or maybe rationally uh, positive on the mayor's performance in the first year is just making adult decisions and being honest about this stuff. It's refreshing somebody who comes into office and says, you know what, this wasn't my problem. I didn't cause this problem. We're going to try to fix it. Or that's not even my problem. I don't have to solve this problem, but maybe I can try to work on it. Uh, I see again and again and again, D.C. uh, at least bringing the right philosophy 
to the mayorship, which is just doesn't happen very often. So I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan one year in, you know, I don't always agree with them, but that's not the point. As I said many times yesterday, the point isn't that I always agree with them. The point is I see an approach that makes sense to me and represents, you know, good adult mature decisions that um, don't always and haven't always been made uh, in the city or anywhere for that, for that matter. Uh, Mayor Reeves, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Talk to him yesterday morning. Mayor, welcome back. Thank you, Andrew. It's been a great year. You know, I've, uh, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, some some parts more than others, of course, like anybody in this position. Sure. Uh, but uh, but, uh, you know, I, I said at the beginning, uh, really, you know, for knocking twenty five hundred doors and campaigning for 12 months, um, you know, I've really said uh, that, you know, you may agree with me and you may not agree with me, but I'm going to give you everything I got um, and that I'm not doing this because uh, I need something else to do. Uh, I'm doing this because I love this place, you know, and, and so. Uh, this year has been been really rewarding, and I've been really grateful for this experience for that. So. I want to ask you, it's it's not the normal kind of question that I ask, but it's it's on my mind this morning, particularly as I think more about your first year in the office and the city, the state of the city address last night. Um, as I've said a couple times and just now this morning, um, there's a variety of things about the way you approach this job, which are just, you know, refreshingly adult, okay, uh, compared to all leadership, a lot of leadership that I see. And so it kind of makes me wonder, like, where did you learn that? I mean, is it working with Quint? Is it, you know, having a business? Was it your mom and your dad? Do you, I mean, what gave you that backdrop to approach this job the way you have and to be willing to do the things that are, you know, not the easy, not the obvious, or not even your job kind of stuff that you are still taking on? Yeah, you know, I, I remind people from, from journalism to working for Quint for having your own business and then there, when I explain that to people, you know, when they ask, you know, did I major in political science or whatever, you know, before I became the mayor, did I run for another office? And what I always tell them is it's just, it's, it's amazing how life works and that all of those different experiences, I did, would have never known it until I was in this job, uh, have played a role. And, you know, I joke with you all the time, you know, uh, having a journalistic background makes you want to be very, very objective about the, the things of what's the most fair, what's the most right thing to do, what's the most transparent thing to do. You know, so you could go through all these different steps as a small business owner and having 40 employees that are counting on you uh, that need a paycheck during COVID uh, and, you know, trying to do the right thing. And so um, I would, you know, I didn't, life was not planned this way, but uh, it's worked out really well. And I've had a lot of experiences over the years uh, that have that have turned out to be so beneficial to me uh being in this role and i and really couldn't imagine doing it without them so um so yeah i I think i just you know try to treat things as pragmatic and objective as possible and you know i think if i were to to make a mistake along the way sometimes i could if anything it could be too much that way you know that that uh too much head and not enough heart uh Mm -hmm. in terms of of a a decision um but but uh you know that's just kind of how i'm wired and and you know, again, it's been been a great year, a great experience and, so far. And and I'll tell you in advance. Uh, I don't know if you've stopped to think about this or if anybody's reminded you, but uh, you know, you're still pretty young. You're still going to make some pretty big mistakes. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> right. look, um, that's part of it too. I mean, just kind of know it in advance. You know, sometimes you you do so yep. well for a while, you forget the the, the fact that you're still going to screw some things up. And you know, that's just that's just part of the reality too. Um, I want to talk just a little bit about the airport because this is another one of these cases where you know clearly. And look, you have been so good at not laying blame and not calling names and not, you know, I mean, it's, but the data is really clear that um, the project of modernizing the airport and getting a new terminal and adding parking and all this, though a lot has been done prior to you, 
man, we're way behind on getting this done. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I would say, uh, you know, the the ramp up uh, when you look at the the uh, line graph of the trajectory, um, it you know, it's a ramp up for sure, uh, very very aggressively in the last five six years. That being said, uh, when you look at the different assets of our airport being at capacity at 1.2 million, baggage claim 1.3 million, the seating areas for our for our airport were at capacity at 1.5 million. And as I said last night, we're going to hit 2.7 uh, this year. Uh, that, that's a that's a real uh, issue, and why it is our number one legislative priority. And, and I've shared that with our delegation is that if we are going to continue to stay ahead of our, our regional competitors, and if we're going to continue to to see vibrancy in this city, we've got to face these things, and we got to do it now, uh, yesterday. And so, um, so that's why it's our number one focus. And you know, a 70 million dollar lift is not going to be uh, easy necessarily. Uh, but, but, you know, we're, we're still at a best case scenario is, you know, a, a couple of years away, uh, from having, you know, a new, new construction there. So, um, you know, we got to get on it and, and certainly our airport staff is, and, and we are, and we're very much in lockstep in our aggressiveness to get this done. And, and I mean, to, to put the point on the claim, you know, you made the joke about how we're not bursting at the seams. We don't know. We have no idea what happened to the seams. We're that far away from that kind of a status, but, but that the airport could have already had, its biggest best year, and we haven't even hit Thanksgiving yet. Like, that's an amazing number. I did want to ask you one thing, and I'll probably focus on this maybe a little bit more tomorrow with the Pensacola Police Department when I talk to Mike Wood. Um, but ShotSpotter has rolled out for the sheriff's office. They have it in place now for a week. Uh, PPD is not, you know, the, the expected uh, rollout date is in December, so it's still several weeks away, maybe at best. Why did it take the city longer than the county? Uh, specifics, obviously, yeah, I, I would defer to the police department. All I know is my involvement in it uh, so far is uh, we did have a little delay with uh, we were we were going to put some of the instruments, um, you know, and, and you could one could presume that, in, you know, in a more urban environment, trying to find the correct locations uh, that you can attach something to uh, and hardware to, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's been the cause, but I could say that we I know. Uh, I was involved in part of a little bit of a delay working with FPL and some of our utilities and others to try to find those. So, um, uh, you know, again, I defer to them, but I believe the the date, the December 5th date is what sticks in my head of what the goal is at this point. Um, So, you know, I've been saying early to mid-December just to be safe, but um, so we could see it as soon as uh, three weeks or so. Okay. All right. Well, you know, obviously, you know, anything is going to be better than nothing. I was just kind of surprised that ECSO got it implemented so quickly, and I was curious if there was a reason why. Uh, one of the things, you know, you said it was surprising to you in the survey that people want more water access amenities and more outdoor recreation amenities. I can just speak for, for us. You know, we bought paddle boards, and now we're always trying to find the place to get into the water. And we've used the Balin slip. We probably shouldn't, but, you know, it was a little bit of a drop down to get that. Moderately safe for us to do. But, um, you know, we've found out that, you know, there's not quite as many points as we wanted. Was that surprising to you that that was something that people asked for over everything else? Yeah, not so much that they asked for, but really it, in the amount, I mean, the volume of, of asking for it. You know, I think that the, it was the number one amenity that, of why people like to live in Pensacola. It was like 42%. I, would, I wouldn't have predicted that, that high of a number. Um, but as I said, the great news is between the Sun Trail on Bayfront Parkway, Bruce Beach, which don't forget, the only sand, the actual where you can put toes in sand in the entirety of, the, of downtown uh, on the waterfront is is at Bruce Beach. Right. It's all hardscape. Everything else is seawall. So 
Um, so, you know, when you start to think about activating the waterfront, not only for human interaction, but things like American magic for, for watching sailboats and all of that, it's, it's good news that that's what the city wants. Cause I think the city has a lot of that coming. So, um, you know, it works out really well. So I'm, I'm pleased that that has been their answer. Uh, I think that's, that's, uh, that's great. And, and I a hundred percent agree. I think it's great progress for our city too. I have a kind of a, a philosophical question for you. This is sort of the big picture on this deferred maintenance issue. What's going to be your way of solving that problem? Because once you yeah. come to the full reckoning of, okay, this is what we've got. This is what each item is going to cost for us to maintain. And this is what it's going to cost to repair. And then you're looking at the whole scheme of, man, we are so far in it. We are running deficit spending, not by our actual spending, but by what we should be spending comparison how are you going to approach that problem? It, it, it certainly can't be a hey, we're just going to raise taxes to cover the difference, and it can't be we're not going to we're not going to do it. How do you get from the here to there? Yeah, you know, you've you got to diagnose before you treat. I know that, and I, I think what what the challenge in front of us and in front of Ben Heistein, our new uh, Parks and Rec director, is let's for the first time get a real assessment of where we are. Right. What what is that number? You know, other cities have done that. They've figured out what that number is. Um, and then you prioritize from there. Because while we've done a great job and we've made strides and things that certainly needed to be done, our issue has become that we're, we're really – it's a little bit of whack-a-mole, right? And we're, right, we're, right. We're, we're, we're taking them as they come, right? It's, all right who's the, young, loudest complainer, right? who's the loudest complainer right now? Right, absolutely. Correct, correct. And so uh, that doesn't mean that we haven't made good decisions so far. They've, they've been very obvious decisions so far. But – as we start to get more intentional, we're going to get more nuanced on what needs help sooner. And imagine if we had preventative maintenance in place five, six, seven, eight years ago, would we be talking about the same things? You right. know, and so yeah. so it's not just what needs to be knocked down; it's also what needs to be maintained now, so it, we get twenty more years out of it. And so right. um, that's what we, we we need an all an all encompassing assessment of everything we own. What is the cost right now of deferred maintenance? And then what is a priority list moving forward? And that's what I think we really need. Okay. And and as you say, those leverage points where, you know, spending a hundred now is gonna save us five thousand later, and that's a good hundred to spend because that's you know, that's that's the right kind of investment to make. Uh, we always like to we always like to end with a lightning round, quick frivolous questions, uh, however you want to categorize it. Uh, first one, how many books are in the Reeves household? Rough estimate. Uh, um ooh, I would say probably uh, a couple Maybe two hundred. Okay, uh, we have a big bookcase now. That doesn't mean I have time to read them. I just, but we, <laughs> I we possess them. Understand. Yes, we do. Trust and me, I understand. Caroline has read. My nine-year-old has read more books, I think, in the last year than I have maybe in my life. So I totally she's, she's understand. bringing a lot more to the table. What is your organizational system for those books? Um. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, not not strong. <laughs> not, um, it, uh, it's. I think it's a. I think we've got a, a kids section and a uh, business section. I think that, really that's about it. And okay. Then it's a hot All right. So it the ones that fit on the shelf is how we did this. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. When when yeah, you staple enough. when you staple a couple of pieces of paper together, what is the a- orientation of the staple on that page? East, west, north, south, All angular. Right. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. I mean. Is, I mean, you need to check on somebody if it's not the top left corner, if that's what we're saying. Uh, obviously uh, that, but yeah, t- what's the what's the positioning of the staple, though? Oh, um, you mean like how I'm holding the staple? No, no, is it horizontal or vertical or at a 45-degree oh, 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 angle? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, horizontal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Horizontal, oh, for horizontal. sure. I also need to check on the vertical. Okay, uh, other pathologies to follow. Okay, last thing. Um, 
<laughs> so, uh, oh, I can't even read my handwriting. <laughs> this is killing. It's my, one of my problems is I, I have steadily gotten worse and worse handwriting. And so, uh, oh, no, I know what it was. We talked previously about how often you wash your jeans. How often do you shower or bathe? Because this is, I'm, I'm a not every day. Jake is a three times a day. So we have a wide at range, least, a wide least. range yeah. of spectrum here. Uh, DC? I'm team Jake then because I'm I'm an I'm an over yeah over shower over shower multiple okay. times yeah okay. yeah I, I'm, it's nice to know about you though I, I can no I mean you know keep it in mind keep your distance do whatever you need so uh, good enough Mayor, I, I hear you. <laughs> Mayor DC Reeves always a pleasure sir we'll talk to you again next week sir thanks for the time all right thanks Captain can, can I tell you just a little this I don't know this I feel like telling you maybe you'll laugh about this so. I've been doing this frivolous topic for forever, like since COVID, right? That's why we started this. And the thought had occurred to me previously to do the, like, how often do you shower thing, you know, as a question. And I'll be honest, I didn't really want to say it on the air, even though it's what my doctors told me to start doing like 20 years ago, because I have very dry skin. And that's the difference between dry and oily skin is, you know, if you dry skin, you shouldn't shower more often and you don't smell because you don't have as much stuff. Um, I mean, you know, not that you don't smell at all, but, you know, it takes longer, right? That's the idea. And, you know, it's funny, the reason I wanted to do that topic the other day and then talk about it with Mayor Reeves is I thought to myself, you know, Candy is such a great example um, of she will always just admit anything that's true about her and, you know, think whatever you want. And I thought, I'm going to be a little bit like Candy. <laughs> I'm just going to tell the truth. <laughs> but I really did think of like, oh, what are people going to think about? And then I got all these texts from people like, me too? Yeah. And I'm like, that makes sense. So uh, I love it. She's just great. And uh, yeah, in case I still get text people saying, you know, where's Candy? Candy had to go go take care of her husband, had some health issues. Um, you know, we love her. We miss her. Jake is the producer of the show now. Um, so if you ever wonder, like, you know, why don't we have Candy laughing on the air anymore? Well, that's why. And also, mm-hmm. even though I threatened to do it many times to, like, grab her laugh and just play that as a sound drop. Yeah. I feel we like need it. maybe I should. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back yeah, and find People miss it so something. much. I get texts every day I about know. that. People miss her laugh. I know. So. Five, we too, we uh, do too, but we love her, and you know she's still great. And she still works with the station. It's just, it's not that. It, absolutely no like problem if you want yeah. to think of it that way. Other than the fact that she's taking care of her husband, right? That I mean, that's she its own problems. Anyway, want to get up this early? No, exactly. <laughs> she's sleeping, right? Well, that's yeah. all of us. Five fifty-two <laughs> on News Radio ninety-two-three. Informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about uh, buying or selling a home and just kind of wondering what's the lay of the land and what's going to happen in the near future and where do I stand now and how much can I really get for this house or how much can I expect that to pay for that house christina leavenworth and her team at leaven rinky realty they are um i mean fantastic and it was just christina for a while but then she kind of started surrounding herself with other people to help her as well and she's really found other people that are not just like-minded but like-hearted you know people who care about people and want to listen and understand what's going on and uh, really solve your your issues and especially like if you're buying for the first time man i'll tell you they sold 230 homes last year you want that kind of expertise on your side when you're buying a home because they so completely understand what's going on with the seller and their mindset and you know their agent and what they're trying to accomplish and what you can negotiate on and what you can't negotiate on and you know what are other people likely to offer on this i mean that kind of expertise cuz you know you do it on your own or with a not as experienced realtor and you're just stabbing in the dark and hoping you know what i mean i'm just telling you with uh, Christina Levin with her team at Levin Rinky Realty you're not stabbing in the dark you know exactly what you're doing 7239158 7239158 for Christina Levenworth. fall is a great time of the year for gardening whether it's 
fertilizing the lawn, pruning, planting shrubs, and of course, winter vegetables. This is Mike Quiggins. If you've got fall gardening questions, we've got the answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesday, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Presented by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, Barnes Feed Store, and Lucky's Pine Straw. Why is Bray Jewelers the best place to buy an engagement ring? Come in and see our selection. I promise you, we have more diamond engagement rings than you'll see anywhere in the panhandle of Florida. But it's what you do for people that they don't expect that they remember. The little things that we do, we want to deliver special experiences for you at Beret. We love doing what we do and we love making people happy. We want every person that walks into the store to feel like you're part of our family. I want everybody to have an amazing experience at Beret Jewelers. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. It's another gallery night in Pensacola on Palafox. Friday night, join your neighbors for another fun night downtown. See gallerynightpensacola.org. The Fall Pensacola Food Truck Fest at Community Maritime Park is Saturday. Enjoy the live music, bounce house, culinary competition, family fun. Come hungry, apexshowsandevents.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at newsradio923.com. Hi, this is Earl Ron. New South Window knows how unpredictable coastal weather can be. And that's why our windows and doors are designed to take on severe hurricanes and the most intense heat. They're built and installed by us, meaning better value and a lifetime guarantee for you. Give your family security that lasts a lifetime. And get New South Proud. For a limited time only, save 35% on New South Windows products and installation. Guy Benson talks to the big newsmakers every day from 2 to 4 before Pensacola right now on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Now, don't just bring it, sing it. Jake, I know you're a drummer. You've been a professional drummer for a long time. That's what yep. you did uh, mm-hmm. before coming to work with us here. Um, I have always thought it was pretty much unbelievable the Def Leppard drummer would function without an arm. Right. Uh, it, it, am I right in thinking that? It is pretty amazing, especially <laughs> to, if you've never played drums before. Um, you can pull off playing drums with one arm um, and, and, and keep in there, but the pedals that he added to the system, to the to his network, and how he's able to just kind of play with, with all of his you know, with both of his feet going to different pedals during yeah, the song, yeah. so he can access different sounds and different samples. I mean, that's really the incredible part is that he adapted the the technology of it as well to to sample what he needed to sound like a full drum so it, set. So sound. it wasn't just a hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna just play extra with one arm. It was I'm gonna readapt the gear oh, yeah. and retrain myself to how I think about producing sound through the new gear in order to do as much as I could have done before. Exactly. Or yeah, more. Yeah. yeah. And or just more, right. and having that, you know, the eighties drum sound is very sampled. You know, you don't you don't get that by hitting a drum in a natural environment. That drums don't sound like that. There's reverb on it and it's gated and it's reversed and there's all kinds of tricks and trades to get that kind of sound, you know, make it sound, you know, huge, that 80 sound. So he was able to take that and pretty much put it, you know, right there at his access. So um, yeah. way, to, way to go on that music nerd moment. <laughs> Sorry, I'm such a nerd when <laughs> no, it comes to awesome. audio. There are people listening who are like, ah, oh, I know exactly yeah. what he means. And other people are like me, like, words, 
Cool. Uh, (laughs) David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The former Minneapolis police officer that killed George Floyd is now trying to get his conviction overturned. Derek Chauvin filed a motion earlier this week claiming he never would have pleaded guilty if he knew about the theories of a forensic pathologist from Kansas. Uh, that pathologist does not believe that Chauvin killed Floyd. He says it like at a pre-existing or a, an obscure health condition right. that was actually the cause of death, not the knee on the neck kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a new poll out suggesting about half of American voters would like more candidates to join the presidential race for 2024. Over a dozen candidates have joined the race, but uh, the new Quinnipiac poll says that uh, 52% of voters just want more options. And uh, Kevin Hart is the recipient of the 25th Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. Uh, He'll receive that award March 24th. You know, I got to say, the people who want there to be more candidates in the race really proves that you have found the least informed people to talk about politics who are giving that answer. Because A, there were already too many. What we need is for them to get out. And B, unless they're just Trump supporters, because more candidates means Trump wins more easily. That's all that is. So... Not sure I would take their expert advice on a lot of things out of that survey. Local talk in the morning, 5 to 9, with Andrew McKay is on News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.